So today is the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows, and it's almost kind of like part two of yesterday's feast. Yesterday's feast was the exaltation of the Holy Cross, in which we gloried in, exalted in the, the cross of our Lord. And I talked about uh, kind of the idea of, of loving, loving suffering and what that really means in a Christian sense, that it's, it's loving the good and recognizing the good that can come with and in suffering. And so today I just want to uh, kind of take one more day to reflect on that reality, that what we have today is Our Lady of Sorrows. Once again, um, it's kind of one of these feasts of our, the, the year where we kind of think like, ah, do I really want to be that close to Our Lady of Sorrows? Like, she doesn't sound like a fun girl. Like, I don't really know if I want to do that. Um, I don't like sorrow. Why would I want to draw close to Our Lady of Sorrows? And that's, that's a good sign, if we have that kind of a, a response to it, that we're, we're misunderstanding this idea of sorrow. So there was a certain sorrow within the, the heart of the Blessed Mother. Her heart was pierced. But once again, uh, what we want to strive for as we continue to grow in holiness is this kind of detachment from things of the world. So the sorrows, the seven sorrows of the Blessed Mother, were all of these things that happened in the world. And they caused sorrow because as human beings, yeah, we're sad whenever a loved one suffers. There, there are things that kind of make us sorrowful, sad. However, if we are truly living for love, every single one of those difficulties becomes utterly passing. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm sad that, that this loved, loved one is, is suffering in some way. I'm sad that this happened, but it does not cause any distress within me because I recognize that even in the difficult things, there is great love and all I want to do is live for love. And so even though the Blessed Mother is Our Lady of Sorrows, it wasn't like she lived a depressed life. Like that's not what's going on. In fact, it was completely the opposite. That because she had been detached from the things of the world, she was able to live in the life of grace even more, live even more so a life of love. And she was even more joyful than any of us ever are. And that's why we can have Our Lady of Sorrows and Our Lady of Joy be the same person. Because that Christian sorrow and joy are two things that are not contradictory, but rather can exist within the same person. And so we can reflect on that reality, but then also seeing it as, as in a sense, a good thing for the Blessed Mother to have experienced those sorrows because it was, it was by the very fact that she, she participated in those sorrows, or perhaps it's better to say from the same root of those sorrows, so it was because of her love for Jesus Christ that she experienced the seven sorrows, but also that same love is what caused the greatest glory for her. Who's the honor, highest honor of our race? The Blessed Mother, who's the human being who's been, great, been granted the greatest gift of all humanity? The Blessed Mother, 
who is the one that all of humanity ought to run to? The Blessed Mother. And so also, as we look at this kind of paradox of Christianity and, and strive for it ourselves, we should see in that too, that not only is it this uh, kind of detachment from the sorrows of life that will eventually come, not only is it an opportunity to live for something that cannot be taken away from us, namely love itself, but also it is the pathway to the greatest glory.